I suppose there are different levels of a side project. Some side projects have a frequent amount of consistent time available. And those, I suppose, are like a part-time ongoing commitment, part-time job, if you will. And others are more of a um, inconsistent in timing, but consistent in desire to work on and move forward over time as time time appears. It's very opportunistic. So let's let's say that is an opportunistic um, variable availability side project. <laughs> Long definition there. But um, that's the kind of side project I mean when I'm describing working on a game part-time throughout, well, this year and, and in, in recent years. So, okay, this is an ongoing unboxing effort looking at um, a, side, a particular side project where I'm working on a video game and I'm trying to um, just journal just a few different aspects of that. And I think this one is a bit experimental, this journal entry. It's experimental because uh, one of the reasons I'm recording is, is thinking about uh, an experience I had today. And by the way, I'm Rob Stenziger and this is the Polytechnicast and I am doing this entry mostly because of Art Sound Off, which is a creative challenge happening in the month of November 2018. Uh, and lots of different ways to take that challenge publicly privately what have you and you can find out more about it at artsoundoff.com and okay so back to what got me thinking about this side project thing because other things take priority frequently and that is just part of the deal so a challenge with a side project of um the nature I'm describing is, well, I know for me, I would love to do it more often. And I have an eye out, always paying attention to the stuff that um, calls to me related to this kind of thing. And it's something that can be in the back of my mind um, often. But then I do try to make sure I find those uh, those times to work on it here and there um, and I don't know why but like I went to this place well I know why I went to this place but uh, I'm just working on unboxing this um, I, ha uh, I happen to have well been in a situation where I was able to get to this venue called 2-Bit Circus and it's a place in Los Angeles, California, that uh, seems to curate pretty heavily the kind of games it has, right? So it's not just, I mean, the name is 2-Bit Circus, um, and maybe that's sort of a, uh, I'm sure their website explains the, the rationale behind their name, but uh, it's, it's an arcade, but it's a very different kind of arcade. Uh, arcades with video games, single player, multiplayer, all that kind of stuff. I mean, this is very uh, 
I mean, it calls to me. It calls to me much of the storytelling and, and uh, um, making comics and telling stories and all that. Uh, it, it's, it is a thing that um, can often arrest me, get my attention, and engage me for hours on end. And this 2-Bit Circus has a really special angle on it, though. Um, <clears throat> I think if you go to somewhere like a game, uh, a GameWorks or a Dave & Buster's, uh, they have special projects that they fund, so it would seem to me, that help bring about uh, custom special experiences. Uh, they, they are involved in, in some ways in, in bringing about new games. That, you know, and of course every business has to choose like what kind of games do they bring in, what seems to fit with the kind of people, the clientele or whatever they're trying to bring about. Do they want to be really compatible to young kid parties or, um, you know, older kids or young adults or what have you or, or older adults with kids? You know, lots of options there. And there's common ground and overlap as well. And I wonder if that's what this 2-Bit Circus is getting at because uh, they have selected a few things that they didn't invent in-house, but then they do seem to have been, they, they invent quite a few things that are pretty important parts of their, um, of their offering. Uh, games where you're standing in front of a large screen sometimes, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're standing in front of um, there, well, honestly, there's a large screen in the background, but in front of it, there's like cut out of mountains and then HO scale trains. And the game is to essentially pump um, the, uh, the rail car style um, arm to get your train to, to go. But the thing is, you don't do it alone. You're working with a, um, a, t a partner. And then the you're competing against someone who has a partner and you're you know each of you are trying to get your train to go as fast as you can and it's just moving across like a I don't know maybe it's like 10 it's a pretty large installation I would say like maybe 10 to 12 feet wide um, you know diorama of of trees and mountains and all this kind of stuff uh, very well styled it's not put together in a slapdash way it's not like uh, even if, you know, someone couldn't make lots of amazing things with getting off-the-shelf components, but, like, there's custom through and through in every single thing I'm, I'm mentioning. And uh, that's just, I mean, that's way past curation. That's, that's they're creating some stuff uh, for this, um, you know, the experiences they're offering in their venue that are, that are, that happen to be very gameful or, you know, full-on games. And... I could go on and on, and I'll pause there about you know, just naming the inventory of all the cool stuff they happen to be, um, you know, they happen to have. I'll finish one quick, one quick thought. There was one that I started to mention, but it's your you play um, competitively against one other player, and it looks almost like there's a tether ball hanging from above you, and you grab this ball and you swing it at and hit us um, like a like a projection screen. But where you hit the screen, it hel it, it like uh, breaks apart a building. So the whole point is like you're you're like swinging a wrecking ball. Uh, it's really fun, um, and you're trying to wreck your building better than you know the person you're competing against. Really clever, uh, very um, 
know, physical and involving getting your whole body in there and stuff and, uh, and 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 again like aesthetically top to bottom like very well designed okay enough compliments and naming all their kind of stuff one thing I noticed when I walked in the venue is there was a prototype just sitting there right at the front of the venue and it was like it seemed mo you know far enough along where you have people holding these foam hammers and hitting these different light up discs on the ground and uh, but then there were two people who worked for the for work for the place that were um, helping uh, basically run it, you know, user experience tests or, or testing in very various ways like so you know, making observations about you know uh, casually what are people noticing reacting to and all that kind of stuff so maybe doing a bit of uh, a bit of their own observational journaling but then um, honestly some usability as well not the kind of usability where you're saying hey can you accomplish this task and I'm gonna watch and then you know have you talk out loud while you do it it's just honestly putting their thing they made in the hands of people and then being uh, observant about it but holy moly did I find that pretty awesome like I you want I I mean not only I mean okay I love games I love arcades I love storytelling whatever and like they they do a bunch of that too in which I didn't quite have time to get to that they have like these um, story rooms and stuff uh, I didn't get to uh, I'm going to have to find a way to get back there at some point and and uh, but of course and then uh, they're doing like user experience research on games right there front and center right right when you walk in ah wow that was pretty awesome to see and I just wanted to say that um, hmm side project working on games is there a thing that ties all this stuff together I think it's important to have the stuff you work on that keeps you excited and that's what working on games is for me even though it's a side project even though it is um, pretty rarely what I mainly get paid to do comes up sometimes but um, and it's easy to want to specialize and say gosh I should really focus on this one particular thing but honestly I feel so enriched and, uh, and fortunate to continue to be enriched by working on stuff like games that um, it's one of the reasons why I keep doing it even though it's it's never as often or as fast as I would desire but at the same time you know that desire is a signal and and um, I'm okay with uh, living with it and being reminded that I like that thing a lot and uh, and once in a while it really resonates with other stuff I, I happen to see or notice so that's what I have to share with you for today uh, yeah again I am Rob Stenzinger if you have any thoughts or questions about this kind of stuff of course I'd love to hear from you if you uh, if you want, you can hit me up on Twitter where I am at Rob Stenzinger, or if you want to have a longer or more private kind of reply, what have you, um, send me an email where I am rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com. Thank you 
very much for listening.